NFL is back and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sportsbook betting partner of the NFL, is giving all new players a can't-miss offer for week one. Bet just $1 on any NFL game during the first week of the season and receive $200 in free bets instantly. No matter what, take advantage of this limited time offer now. You heard right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any week one game. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and check out all the great promotions and daily odd boosts. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any week one game. That's promo code THPN to get free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sportsbook betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WIP. Today on the Soda Pod, we're jumping into the hoppy hour. We have we have a ton of beers on tap for this episode. Q and Joe are here riding shotgun to talk NHL, Minnesota Wild, and even a little NFL talk. No Tim Peel, but plenty of sports and hockey talk on episode 192 of the Soda Pod. Let's go. From the wild woods of Vancouver Island, welcome to the Soda Pod. Isha Dromi here alongside the state of Hoppy, and thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening. As mentioned in the intro, we got Q and Joe here as well. Boys, how's it going? Going good. Happy to be back. Yep. Good to be back. Nice to talk some hockey um, and uh, just be uh, on here with you guys again. So it's good to see you guys. Yeah, Joe, um, I'm going to like pull the curtain back right away. You need to get a beer in you like for this next segment or else like what the fuck do we even have to talk about? But shout out our friends at Liquid IV because I know that's what you're sipping on right now. That's right. <laughs> Helped me feel good after a rough night last night. So it's starting to work. That's amazing. Uh, one of our podcasters on the Eat, Drink, and Dine ne- uh, podcast network was tweeting about how Liquid IV it, you know, saved his life this weekend as well. And I tagged Hoppy there, and I was like, look at that, another happy customer. Because uh, I'd never heard of this stuff before Hoppy uh, was pumping their tires a few weeks ago. Oh, it's the lifeblood that fuels the dreams of champions. <laughs> so I'm going to need that to keep up with you boys You know, when I come visit and we, uh, we drink there in Minnesota, eh? You're gonna you're gonna need something. <laughs> I, I get a big bag from Costco, so you're you're all set there. <laughs> nice, nice. Q, how you doing? I'm doing good. I uh, went a different route from Joe. I decided to have a beer to get back on the wagon instead of a liquid IV. But I do know Hoppy swears by the stuff. I brought it to my bachelor party, and I was like, "Hey, have you ever heard of that?" He's like, uh, "Yep, I take it every night." <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. every night eh? um sweet well, we'll, ju- <laughs> yeah. we'll jump into the hoppy hour in a sec here just want to give a quick reminder to all of our listeners to hit us up on twitter and facebook at the soda pod totally interactive sharing clips of podcast episodes every single day and we'd love to get your opinions on you know hot wild takes what you're drinking want to take a stab at either of us q even let us know what your good choices are 
We're totally interactive again at the Soda Pod, and we love interacting with our listeners and fans. If you want to send us a text message or, or leave us a voicemail, you can hit us up at 612-324-1684. Again, make good choices. Wild takes all apply. 612-324-1684. Again, big thanks to Open Phone. Their cell phone and an app. Great monthly rates, only 10 bucks a month, only at Open Phone. And the Hockey Podcast Network and the Soda Pod are Proudly powered by DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Use promo code THPN upon sign-up for a bonus. And if you're a regular user, plug that promo code in for a weekly deal. Our favorite sports book, right, Hoppy? Oh, yes. I I will love using it someday when I'm allowed to in Minnesota in, like, what, eight years? <laughs> Same with BC. I know it's it, it's happened in Ontario, Canada. You can say Canada has, you know, legal sports betting now, but usually what starts in Ontario takes, you know, a few years to come out West. So we're in a similar, uh, similar situation. All right. To be clear, to be clear, that is no grief towards DraftKings. It's not their fault that our state is ass backwards and won't let us bet on sports. So just wanted to clear that up. And DraftKings is a, a great job of filling the void with daily fantasy. So shout out DraftKings Daily Fantasy. You get a sign-up bonus with that to promo code THPN. All right. On the other side, as advertised, a big hoppy hour. I, I have literally three beers on tap here ready to go. So we'll dive into that and make the rounds when all the boys are drinking on episode 192 of the Soda Pod presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. First, I'd like to propose a toast to UMD goaltender Alex Stalock. To Stalock! To Stalock! I love that stuff. Been drinking it for years. You know, I, I heard they recently decided to add more hops to it. Well, you're all hopped out? All right, all right, all right. Q, you told me that you didn't even bring a sour, and you're the sour specialist. So what are you drinking here? Man? I have a sour. It's just next on deck. Oh, okay, but, okay. But right now, I'm drinking a Revelations Ale Warts, um, Oak Aged <laughs> Purple Ribbon Pilsner. And I gotta wow. say... Look at that! Say that one <laughs> that's more time. a mouthful for me to say, but it is delicious, and definitely would buy it again. Uh, Hoppy actually got this for me. Um, solid beer, definitely got a lot of kick and flavor. I I thought a pilsner was going to be an easy way to start the day, and it, this woke me up, and I was like, this got this got something to it. It's good. Nice. No, and I I had the same one. It's like, like you said, a kind of a sour vibe to it, but I'd almost like kind of label it as like a tang kick in there almost i don't know hey joe uh, i'm gonna go over my beer here for a second you're gonna get up and take another lap because when you talk about your beer you should showcase that wall behind you um so i I could what i have here is what q will be drinking next so i guess we will uh overlap a little bit it is the revelation smoothie sour i've basically decided that to hell with my stomach lining today i'm just gonna drink a bunch of sours and see where we land um i've got a couple more on tap here but uh the smoothie sour here from revelation looks like a smoothie so i like the flavor the base to it it's a, a fruit punch Again, smoothie sour from Revelation Ale Works, the great people who are like, what, 15 minutes away from you, Isha? <laughs> um, but it's sour, right? It's an actual sour, which I have a feeling a couple of the sours that I'm going to be having here really aren't sour. So we'll, we'll cross that bridge and have that debate when the time comes. But you know, if you're into sours, this isn't like, what was it, Isha, science experiment, warhead, punch you in the face, sour, something like that. <laughs> Um, it's not that it's not going to melt your face off. Like I know Q's wife prefers, but it's, 
it, you can at least say with confidence that it is sour. So yeah, it definitely, I just cracked it. So on uh, number two, uh, it definitely is sour. I like how like smooth it is. Like I've had so many thick sours lately to find a good smooth sour is nice and refreshing. I feel like I can drink them faster. goes down a little bit easier. Definitely notice the plum mango, tangerine guava, not as much, but you know, to each his own, you can only taste so many flavors when trying to sour stuff. <laughs> um, Warhead punch you in the face science experiment. So you almost were dead on there. I had all the right things. I just didn't put them in the right order. Yeah. That's no, okay. I, I, what a quote, what a quote. It's um, like the first episode of always sunny in Philadelphia where the, the objective for Mac is to get Dennis hammered. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, I got this. No problem. And it just pains back to him a couple minutes later. And he's like, I, I just don't get this, man. Can you explain it to me one more time? And Dennis is sitting there smashed. He's like, first you take the salt, <laughs> then the shot, then the lime. And Max's like, oh, okay, so I do the lime and then the shot. He's like, no, no, man, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Joe, that is an amazing setup you got there. I worked hard on it. Um, it's one of my pride and joys of, of this house that uh, I've been working on. And so, so, yeah, the first thing I did at this new house that I bought last May, so it's been just a little over a year that I've been here, was uh, we redid the basement. And uh, the first thing that I saw in its potential was uh, – a nice wall behind me that I could uh, make some shelves and put all my growlers. So that's um, so cool. Uh, I'm spinning the wrong way. So yeah, that's all the growlers there. And we're just kind of turning it into a nice little man cave down here. And I know uh, um, since I have all the growlers, it was just a good way to use them and showcase them. And that's a crazy, update, so. that's a crazy amount, Joe, Man, for, that... for, for the <laughs> listeners. Do you drink know, a lot. <laughs> do you know how many that is behind you? Uh, no, I, so I don't have an exact count, but if you guys want to go through it with me, we could just do it right now. But yeah, no. So, uh, I mean, so yeah, that was at... kind of project number one and Close to uh, draft Kings promo code THPN. What's the over under for date of first broken growler? Uh, well, we're redoing the kitchen right now. After we do that, we're going to host a pretty big party because all the work is done. So, so that's the over under. Whenever the, that date is. So probably <laughs> sep- middle September-ish. Somewhere in there. Whoever leans on the wall first. <laughs> so No, that's truly amazing, man. I haven't seen that many growlers in one in one spot in like any of even the, the breweries that I go to. There's oh, one. You got to go to different breweries then. Well, there's one that, uh, <laughs> that I think of in particular, and it's uh, it's called the CBC, the Cumberland Brewing Company. And what's cool about they have a very small tap room. It's all kind of outside, but in their tap room, they just have a growler from like everywhere in Canada. And that's their thing. They try to just get one, you know, a growler from a part of Canada, um, usually unique stuff as well. And they have them kind of scattered, not as like perfect aligned in a shelf that you have they're just kind of like everywhere along the wall but that's kind of kind of what it reminded me of uh you know right when i saw that for you know just for some context for the listeners but again check us out at the soda pod because we'll definitely uh post a post a picture or a little video clip of this and for those watching um this video clip comment below how many you think how many growlers you think are on there because we're not going to count them live here and a uh, hoppy displaying uh, some drecker i see yeah which one should i do a sample of next 
Ooh. Uh, Joey Ooh. talked about the chonk already, so uh, I think the, the other one there. Brains? Is, is, is it, the chonk what, what, the American one? That's America cake. Okay, I've had both Great of can. them. Great can. I like the American cake more, but you can go with whatever you want. Yeah, on one of our make good choices, uh, Q, Q is uh, drinking the chonk there. Um, I'm not going to get into my sour until uh, until a little bit later. Um because uh, I got I got another beer from the pod pack that I want to I want to crack later when Joey's on here. But I'm gonna start with this Stanley Park Brewing Waypoint Hazy Pale um, Pale Ale. It's an it's an awesome beer. I've been drinking them actually all weekend. I got a couple left from uh, from this six pack here. Um, Stanley Park. I mean, they do a pretty good job with their their can art. They usually keep it pretty simple. Their beers are are pretty awesome. I mean, this one's a pretty like run-of-the-mill hazy pale ale nothing too special about it 5.2 percent it, it ain't fucking you up um a little hoppy but uh wow very, only 5.2 you've gone soft <laughs> i know easy drinking easy drinking but uh what i'm about to pop for the the pod packs a little bit better but uh as you can see here super light it's uh it's a great easy drinking summer beer and speaking of summer, my second one on tap that I'll crack on this episode as well. Uh, my last, probably the last one in town as Phillips is moving to their uh, their fall stuff pretty quick here, but the last of the Citrus City uh, Grapefruit Zest Phillips Brewing. So I'll be cracking that one on this episode as well. Okay. And so this one may be a little bit more sour than the chonk would be. Like, I still don't even know if I can call this sour, but... Isha, they got this little like label of gimmicks here as part of the ingredients. And it's pretty much, yeah, there's no way you're going to read that. It's pretty much all of the different fruits they have in here. Strawberry, oh, more strawberry, blueberry, more blueberry, banana, more banana, sea salt, <laughs> lactose, and vanilla beans. Quite the uh, concoction. Oh, hey, Shadow Drecker, uh, they just let the soda pod in their big Facebook group. So that was a mistake. That was a hello, hello, everybody in the Drecker <laughs> fan world. We have arrived because you oh, know no. that this is going to be posted in that group. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh oh. My favorite brewery. Yeah. My favorite too. How, how, how long until we get kicked out, Isha? What's that over under? Uh, I haven't been flooding them with uh, soda pod content. Uh, only you're just not we... in. Well, yeah. Only when we shout out Drecker's when I'll be posting stuff in there. But I have commented on, you know, some of the people's. Um, you know engagements and stuff like that on any of the beers that i've tried i've only had a very limited sample hoppy semi two i believe uh but whenever i see them up there i'm like i'm from canada and i've had those beers they're awesome and everyone's like holy shit <laughs> shout out the uh the great folks at drecker um anything else you want to cover in this segment boys or should we uh get into some hockey talks i know we're going we've gone pretty far into this episode already without without any sports talk as we've just been uh, making the rounds with the beer i mean it is thin I mean, the NFL just started. I know we, we have a little bit oh, to talk we'll, about. We'll there. talk a little football for sure. Yeah, and and I got some CFL stuff for all you uh, for all you fans out there. Shout out Ross, the only one. Um, but anyways, if, uh, if if that's it for the beer talk, boys, let's uh, let's jump to our next segment on the other side, talking a little Minnesota Wild, talking hockey, and sprinkling a little NFL talk as well on episode one ninety two of the Soda Pod, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Right now we're going to get into some Minnesota Wild talk. 
We have, uh, I'm sorry, Q, I got to embarrass you a little bit here. We have our season ticket holder in Q, who just found out a couple days ago that Kaprizov was the rookie of the year. So there's that. Um, but doing my research, getting caught up. <laughs> Jeez, man, you definitely don't go on Twitter. <laughs> but Q, I got to ask you then, since you have clearly the most interesting view of Kaprizov at this point, because you just learned that he's a rookie of the year. So stocks an all time high. How much should we pay this guy? Do we just give him whatever he wants or what what's the what's the goal here? And what he wants is like 11 million, 12 million dollars just just so you know. Over 1 year. <laughs> well like <laughs> <laughs> um un- understanding our budget situation isn't the greatest strength of mine, so <laughs> I'll, I'll be the first to admit that when we like all okay, those guys. Okay, Kevin Fiala, number <laughs> yeah. 22. You know who he is? Yes. Okay. He just got a one-year, $5 million contract. Yep, I saw so that. So how much more do you think Kaprizov is worth? I feel like, depending... Like, I would like to see, as a season ticket holder, to lock him in for multiple years would be my whole thing. I wouldn't want to pay up pay for, like, one or two or three years. Like, I'd want to see three-plus years on a contract. Then I feel like it'd be more... Like, I'd be okay with a longer-term commitment. Like, four years minimum, right? That's yeah. what I've been saying. Yeah, like, I'm saying, like, we need to build around him, right? Like, you just got rid of the two, like, things I know the Minnesota Wild for the most. So, it's like, now we need a new face. So, it's like, make Did that you like knowing them guy. for that, though? No, but, like, just <laughs> growing up in Minnesota, like, that was Minnesota hockey. Those two names, like, floated around, and you're like, yeah, that's Minnesota hockey. And now it's, now, like, a casual season ticket holder like me, I need someone to fall back on so i'm asking for that three plus year commitment growing up you wait growing up that's who the players were because they got signed when you were in college i know i mean since i've been a season ticket owner i wasn't a season (laughs) ticket owner prior to them being in minnesota so he was just slanging pizzas from his parents yeah doing what i could to watch (laughs) some nfl football and maybe go to a golfer game once in a while but you know i got a real time real job and then i started going to some wild games and now I don't know enough people again. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I guess we'll pivot then. Q, thank you. We love having the opinion of one who... A season ticket holder? Num- 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 <laughs> season ticket holder who has trouble with numbers. Joe, someone who knows what numbers are. What do you think the Caprizov deal should look like? Uh, that's not saying much. Anyway, sorry, Q. I'm not trying to put you down. Um, anyway, I guess what I'm thinking is, yes, ideally you want to sign him... Uh, long term and get him onto his on on a deal and so that's kind of what I'm looking at and saying uh, not giving the guy what he wants but give the guy money um, and we look forward I mean so as of right now we have even though we did uh, buy him out we still have money from Suter and Parisi on the books so we're paying those guys to not play for us um, and I just think that we need to wait and decide to officially build the roster that we want that we think is going to be a Stanley Cup contender once we have more room. So yes, I do agree. Like I think we do have the room to get Kaprizov on the books, to get him on the team. And I think we just kind of slow down and say like, you know, (laughs) we're not going to rebuild this team for next year and think that we're going to be top contenders, especially in a division like Well, it depends on who you ask. (laughs) Of course it does. Of course it does. 
Uh, we're actually going to circle back to that, Joe. So don't waste your time talking about the central. That will be a, a point of emphasis. Okay. But, here. but what I'm, but what I'm also saying is like, get the guy on the team and wait to build and wait to build that Stanley cup competitor. Once we can really get the people that we're supposed to don't try to don't, don't try to burn any bridges. Don't try to do anything crazy by, uh, you know, trying to sign him to the deal that makes sense for next year, sign him to the deal. That's going to keep this guy on your team and wait until things free up and then really build around him. Because again, Fiala is super young. He's super young. we got a great young decor. Don't try to make them competitors next year. Wait and build is, yeah. I guess. No, I, and I agree with you, Joe. The one thing that, that I will highlight though, is that maybe that's not what Kaprizov wants. Maybe he he sees that there is a small window and he's like, I'll come back. I liked Minnesota. I'll come back next year with a with just a better team. But I don't want to wait for a team to build around me. I want to I want to win. And I want to maybe, you know, maybe obviously he probably understands, OK, we're not going to win the Stanley Cup, but I want to be competitive. I don't want to wait until contracts are off the books for my general manager to really get the assets to win. So that that's my only like caveat. But I do agree. And, with and everything I you say. And, and that makes 100% sense, but I don't think that the Wild are necessarily ever going to be not competitive. I mean, they've had, what, one or two years since being in the league that they've not been competitive. I mean, they're, they're going to be a competitive team. I just think that we need to hold the, you know, give, give ultimately this is all these people's jobs and they want to make money and they want to get paid. And so focus on paying the guy before we focus on building around them and getting the team that, yeah, and it, well, honestly, that's a perfect segue into this uh, next piece because you said like I don't want I want the team to focus on getting Caprizov off here and building around him and not doing anything crazy, but what if Billy Guerin does do something crazy and pulls the trigger on a Jack Eichel trade? Um, Joe, since you're since you're just right in it right now, I'll throw it to you before uh, uh, posing the question to Q. Are you are you for or against uh, Minnesota Wild trade? Uh, for bringing in Jack Eichel, who would 100% be the the biggest center to have ever put on a wild jersey? Um, I'm 100% for it. Um, and again, the reason why, you know, if I was a wild fan and why I think wild fans should have reason to have faith is the one guy who's not going to ruin it is Bill Guerin. And I think in the end, I think Billy Guerin is proven and has the track record where you can look at a lot of the moves he does and makes and say like, if we get Jack Eichel, we're probably not going to overpay for him. If we don't, it means that we weren't willing to overpay for him. And <laughs> I just kind of, I think that's the way it's going to roll out. I would love to see Jack Eichel in Minnesota. I think it would just ignite a whole nother fire of, of fans being excited. It's hard to not have fans be excited for hockey in Minnesota, but it would just kind of create a whole nother level of excitement. Um, and as we know in this league, centers don't come around, you know, centers like him don't come around every day. Um, and so um, it would be exciting, but I think in the end, you know, when it comes down to a situation like this, I'm a Flyers fan. I don't know if I truck or trust Chuck Fletcher and everything that he gives up for what he's doing. I if I were a wild fan, as of right now, I would trust Billy G and understand that you're either going to get him for the right price or you're just not going to straight up overpay for him. 
Hey, fair enough. Um, you did say that you, you'd rather the Wild not do anything crazy, though. So, so I am just going to play devil's advocate and say that regardless if they're paying, overpaying or, or not, it is going to be a crazy trade and it is going to shake things up. So, like, if it came down to, look, we have a realistic chance of not giving up a lot for Jack Eichel, but that maybe pushes a long-term deal with Kaprizov out, out, out the door, is that something you'd rather see? Um. <laughs> to be honest, I, I think either way, I, I want to see this team uh, uh, choose a direction. And so therefore, I don't want to sit here and try to just, you know, for lack of a better word, make things up and everything. I want to see the team choose a direction. If they choose the direction of Jack Eichel and let's build around him, let's go for it. Let's go all in and let's do it. If we want to make the fans happy and sign Kirill to a big deal and keep him around, let's do it. And let's find a way to build around them. Yeah. But, um, Good answer. but yeah, I mean, I don't think that there's, there's necessarily a wrong choice there. They're both amazing players in their own way. And um, yeah, I just want to see him choose a direction and whatever direction it is. Let's build around that young stud. Yeah. Very fair. Now Q, what team does Jack Eichel play for? The St. Louis Blues. All right, so we are moving past the Jack Eichel discussion. Q, you are um, so am, wrong. You are so I, wrong. It's I, not am even moved, funny. I am moving on to the next Drecker beer that I'm sampling here, and this is for Q, <laughs> since, uh, again, he thinks that Eichel plays for the Blues. This is a problem. Yeah, I mean, this one's so <laughs> hoppy, hoppy. The, the beer name should be called Zonk, because that's exactly what happened um, there. So the reason that we'll use Chonk here is the transition. Um, in a second here, I'll give you boys a second to think while we uh, discuss this beer. Can you imagine, Isha, if we just threw this patriotic, chonky kitty cat on oh, the Minnesota Wild jersey for the sponsorship ad placement? Um, so while I taste this here, Joe Q, start thinking a little bit in your heads of some of the top options that you'd want to see as advertisers on the Minnesota Wild jersey. Um, oh, man. This is so again this is labeled as a Sunday sour, Isha. A Sunday sour. How appropriate. The sour. This is Sunday. <laughs> Spelt a little different, but I'm with you. Um, <laughs> sour is not a word that I would use to describe it, but delicious is. Oh, really? um, oh actually. So my first thoughts here before we look at the uh, the gimmick of the label, uh, I taste Funfetti. <laughs> I do. Yeah, it kind <laughs> of does taste some, like some that. berry and fruit mixed in there. OK, OK. So hey. the gimmick here on the label, strawberry, blueberry, banana, cake batter. Kind of like Funfetti, I guess, but not quite. Vanilla beans and lactose. Oh, my goodness. That is, again, my stomach. We'll see how it holds up with all of these different sours that I'm putting into it, but they taste good. <laughs> nice. Again, like I haven't I haven't found a sour that I've really enjoyed, you know, start to finish. There's somewhere like I'll, I'll go for a flight and I'm like, okay, that wasn't too bad, actually. Uh, I just edited up a video of me going to a brewery and I got, I got their seasonal flight and their uh, flagship flight and their seasonal one. Half of them were sours. And I was like, fuck, this sucks, but I'm drinking <laughs> them, you know? And I'm like, okay, okay. I'm tasting, you know, the berries and everything that are in there and, and whatever. It's part of the experience, but like, there's no way I'm drinking a, a whole can, you know, of that shit. So that, that's cool to see. And oh man, it is, it is fruity as hell by the looks of it. Oh yeah, baby. That's, wow. It's a lot of fruits. Very cool. Very um, cool. So we're, we're, again, get, get uh, accepted into Drecker's group. And just hitting them with the love. Shout out Drecker Brewing. Quali, I've already got a few brands that I can think of that probably come to mind for you. But you, being a season ticket holder, what brand would you like to see on the chest of a Minnesota Wild jersey? 
And you can't say DraftKings because that's already on your chest. Oh, yeah, it's on my chest. It looks good on my chest. I don't know. I don't have, like, are we talking, like, European hockey league when there's, like, a thousand ads? What's the first brand that came to your head? There's just going to be one brand that's on there, Q. So what is the one brand you want? Brazzers. (laughs) (laughs) That was going to be the Vegas, like, stadium for a while, wasn't it? It was talks of it. Um... Yeah, because Gary Bettman would allow that. Okay. You, you are the most brand loyal human I've ever met. How can you not come up with anything? I don't know. Like, like you don't have to be funny to... here. Just name something. Oh, Jesus. I mean, I would love to see. All right, Joe, what do you got? <laughs> I think Michelob Golden Light. There I mean, it is. It's there, the number one. Start. It's like the number one beer at the XL Energy Center. They push it everywhere. They have coolers packed with it like i feel like when you go like they already have wild cans you go like they are the wild beer so put them on their jersey there we go look at that we just got to put some pressure on him joe what do you have <laughs> well what is it going to be well we all know it. who sponsors every sports team in minnesota target yeah I, but joe is that dangerous like are people going to start spearing each other in the chest or trying to like <laughs> wire pucks right above the pectoral like <laughs> in, instead of the stop sign like they put in youth hockey they're going to put a big target on the back so it's uh, joe, you hear our last episode hoppy <laughs> actually had a really good idea for the stop sign just putting seventh ave as that sponsor on the back of all the jerseys all right all right um, I hope it's not Target. I mean, they okay. Just so, who, of... who do you want it to be then? Well, if not Target, let's throw on Walmart and have a big fight. <laughs> <laughs> See, again, you guys say, like, oh, you, see, you just say everything's American, but like, that is American as fuck throwing Walmart on any National Hockey League jersey. <laughs> um, I mean, they got a lot of money. That's true. I don't know. I say, I say you go with uh, Kirkland. I mean, not hey. only. They that's just do everything, good. some Kirkland signature on there. and um, Dude, that's you know, a good one. You know what's funny, Joe? Is Costco just membership light beer. To go up. <laughs> that's amazing. It's funny because uh, Kirkland just started selling just Kirkland like crewnecks and stuff, much like this Hockey yeah, Podcast Network one. And they're selling like crazy in Canada. Like there's a couple of uh, friends of ours from the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, Jordy Cunningham from the, the King's Den Hoppy. He's got like a, a Kirkland shirt and crew neck. I'm like, dude, you're just repping that shit hard. He's like, honestly, best shirt I've ever owned. I'm like, attaboy. So like, it, I, I would love to see that. I think it would, I think that'd be hilarious. We said in our last episode too, Quick Trip was was one that probably had to be there. Um, we vouched for some, you know, local breweries, like having back channel, uh, Northland vodka. Look at that. So in sync, like how perfect would that be? I can see high V being a big one. They're a big grocery store. Over here. Ooh, yeah. I'd, I'd be yeah. on board for that. You know, what's yeah. funny. They're, they're, they're big with Vikings though. I know. So, I so Joe and uh, Q, so funny story. Cause I filled hoppy in on this one time. High V, um, tagged the soda pod, like actual, actually our handle in it was one of their like company automated tweets that you know it was a, it was an advertisement for some sort of service that they're doing and but it went on all their accounts so i'm talking like high v brazil to high v like but fuck nowhere like wisconsin there's probably like yep. 30 accounts that had the soda pod it was in, in tagged in like one of their like partners so i don't know who they were trying to tag or what happened but i saw like 
you know, like 40 fucking notifications all from like Hive, Hive, Hive. And I was like, I don't even know what Hive is. I started like retweeting them. I'm like, so glad to be part of this initiative, blah, blah. And they started like liking my comments. <laughs> I had to go to Hobby. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is Hive? And he's like, oh. <laughs> oh, man. So, anyway, small anecdote. Um, they've never retweeted or tweeted anything about us before. But um, hey, a little exposure. I think we got like 20 followers that week just because of that. So, thanks, hey, Hive. We'll take it, right? Nice. What is it? It's a grocery store, right? Yeah, sure is. I mean, if you're asked, I could go forever. Domino's, McDonald's. I mean, <laughs> the golden arches would look good, and Hoppy highlighted that too, especially on the the reverse retros. <laughs> yes, I just say we slap that right on their chest. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, take, the, that's the main logo. Take the man bear pig out of it and just boom. <laughs> Are hockey teams allowed to sponsor other teams? Like, so if you're the Wild, could you sponsor? the avalanche and have a wild logo on the avalanche jersey that would be what about like their new echl team yeah could do there that. you go there we go see god the name escapes <laughs> me but their logo is fucking sick um let's keep the hockey train rolling um marco rossi playing with uh playing in the ihf olympic qualifiers this weekend unbelievable highlights from that game uh shootout goal power play goal Let's get into it, boys. I know I know we've all seen the clips as they're just running wild, no pun intended, on wild Twitter. Um, Hoppy loved that one there. So I almost made him choke on that sour. Uh, Joe, exciting news to see that Rossi's healthy and playing in you know international play. Um, comments on the highlights there and just this prospect overall? Yeah, I, I won't talk about either of those right now. I'm going to help this make sense for Joe and Q, though, because this is a player that, uh, again, I'm very excited about in general, and I'm trying really hard to temper my expectations. But when you see these videos get thrown up of great goals that he's scoring, it's like, oh, man, he's going to be our number one center. He's going to be our number one center. Here it comes. He's going to jump up and play with Kaprizov right away. Let's do it. Let's do it. And it's very much like in football where you watch Hard Knocks and all of those players are now going to go like three rounds earlier in their respective draft positions because people are like, whoa, I can see how much of a freak you are. I know exactly what you're doing. And it's like, yeah, if we could see what every player was doing, that's how we'd feel across the board. It's just that laser focus. Like this is all you see. And right now I'm seeing Boom, that power play snap. goal from Marco Rossi and then the shootout goal that he had. And it's like, uh, how do I not get excited? Come on. Uh. Well, it's also exciting. I, I suppose when you think of, so he's Austrian, correct? Yeah. Austria. <laughs> well <laughs> then, good day, mate. Let's put another shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> um, by the way, um, Rossi's dad has been the one who's been sharing these clips from his phone <laughs> recording on the TV, which is just unbelievable. So shout out, Michael. You're fucking crushing it. Yeah, that I is hilarious. It. I saw that on what? Twitter. I was like, this is not HD. And then I'm like, oh, it's a guy's phone. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Rossi Sr. Fucking yeah. going ham on Twitter. I love it. Oh, I There's thought it was a brother. I don't know. Maybe it's his brother, but <laughs> <laughs> he says with confidence. So uh, I have a question. Here's how the many, shootout. Here's the shootout goal, by the way. Yeah, how many years until he's in a wild jersey? This year. Okay, so we could have Jack Eichel and him. That would be lovely. Centers. That's that's kind of the goal. So if you put both of them with Kaprizov, no, you would, wouldn't put two centers on the same. I know, line. but that I meant like we'd have all three of those guys like within a year. Yeah. 
so then we're assuming Eck would be so part of that Eichel yeah. deal or what? Were we no, my assumption would be that Fiala, Fiala and Boldy and a first-round pick at a minimum. I mean, that's three deep centers. <laughs> no, 100%. Right. That, and Eck plays where he should thrive. If he is your third-line center, you are in a good spot. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Well, and yeah. he's your number one penalty killer too. But boys, watch yeah. this highlight here because I posed this question to Twitter and maybe in international play this is allowed but in any in the nhl I, I don't think this is allowed um and just wait and just you didn't watch. take that from me isha that's hilarious huh? we we both started going at people saying that we didn't know if this is a goal i thought you saw mine and then started saying it too. no no i didn't even see your tweet <laughs> but that's hilarious that's really so, funny so for the listeners as i show this here marco rossi um you know, penalty shot and makes an unbelievable move. He's got the dangles, but the goaltender actually touches the puck and he continues to finish, uh, you know, the move there in the NHL that, that that's it. You know, as soon as the, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure like I'm 99% sure that when the goalie touches the puck in the national hockey league, it's done, but maybe an international play because the play wasn't dead that he's still allowed to do so. It counted as a goal as uh, wild prospects uh, pointed out to me. Hey, look at the score sheet, Isha. It's a goal. Um, but anyways, what, what were your guys' thoughts? Q, do you think that, that that should fly even in international play? So my understanding is the same. As soon as I was a goalie for a few years, as soon as I touched the puck, the play's dead. I could see like me touching the puck, fumbling it, and like momentum carries the puck, and that's fine. But once a goalie touches it, I don't think the player should be able to retouch it on a shootout. That was my argument. Yeah. Like if if it's the nat like I've seen ones of like Patrick Kane just like deeks the shit out of the guy but doesn't retouch the puck and the momentum yeah. just carries the puck in and the goalie touches the puck but it still goes in by momentum that should be fine. Yep. But I'm totally with you. Okay. Yeah, that's how I've always understood it. I I agree on that. There's always a lot of difference between international rules and every sport. You know international rules and professional league rules but um what is exciting regardless of whether it would be a goal in the nhl or not is the guy the kid's got some creativity and he's not afraid to just get out there and do it and try what he wants to do and try to use a skill i mean again whether it was a goal or not it's a creative move and it's fun to watch him <clears throat> trying things like that and and, and seeing what he can do and for that game it did so um but no, what what I do like about him and what I was going with with the whole Austrian thing is I'm not trying to talk down on anybody. I'm sure he's got great teammates, but what it seems like is he's creating a lot of these opportunities on his own. He's not going down on a two on zero with some guy who gets a back door and scores. I mean, he's he's creating these opportunities on his own. He's using space and he's finding where he can get the space and get his shot off to to get goals. He's not playing with Connor Bedard and. You know, whoever else in juniors is, you know, he's doing a lot of this on his own and creating opportunities on his own, which is fun to see. Like, imagine if he was playing with WHL teammates. It would be unbelievable. Shut right. your filthy mouth. <laughs> um, the, the last one here that I'm going to go into in four hours in one sitting. Again, pray for me. Q, have you had this one yet from Junkyard? I have not. Gooey Lewis? Oh. Gooey Lewis. Lewis and the bruise, man. Yep. That's now, amazing. Joe, Joe, I didn't notice this until I just grabbed it from my fridge now, but check out this collab. Pulpit Rock? Yeah, baby. That's the one that's down by uh, Toppling Goliath? That's right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. 
I was going to go to Toppling Goliath on my birthday this year, Isha, but then I found out that the brewery that's like five minutes away that's like supposed to be just as good as Toppling Goliath was still closed from COVID stuff. So oh, really? scrapped it, and I'm going to wait to go down until I can do both. Fucking, I love that name. That is a... I mean, Junkyard, they don't, they, they never disappoint. Dude, that's no, they, the battle, though. It's the border battle between Junkyard and Drecker. Like, yeah, it's that's true. Have they done, actually have have they some, done collaborations? I I've never seen it. one. Now, I, I, I hear rumors that let's just say some talent has been exchanged between those two breweries, and we won't go any further. So, this is a Junkyard I did pick up because of, after Hoppy's favorite board game, I could not not get this. So it's Jaws, and it's a blueberry mango tangerine sour. You know wow. it doesn't say Jaws, right? I did not know that. <laughs> Read it one more time. Joel's? J- J- Joel's. Something like that. Anyway, it had a shark on it. So <laughs> <laughs> He reads visually, Isha. That's yes. a normal thing. <laughs> so I, I, I take the first letter, and then I look at the photo. All right. Have you opened that one yet or not quite? Uh, Hold on a second. Oh, this one's this one's actually a sour. Oh, yeah. This one's actually Warhead style. No, no, it's it's not Warhead. Melt your face off. You'd see my face do that. But this is the most sour of the bunch. I definitely like the flavor and everything going on with it. But it's again, my palate. This is the last one I'm going to reach for out of the four that I've had. But. I can tell it's got the sour base and it's got the good flavors behind it. It's got the graham cracker, the marshmallow, the berry. Like if you are a big sour fan, I would venture to guess that this junkyard gooey Lewis and the bruise is probably again, quick little highlight here. This is probably the one that sour fans would enjoy the most. And if you enjoy mango blueberry juice, you would enjoy this. That's a niche group. That's a niche group right there. I'll tell you. That's not what I, you ask for when you go to the brewery. Do you have anything that reminds me of a mango blueberry juice? I'm literally going to ask the the beer store clerk that when I go there next. I love that it's called a beer store. <laughs> I mean, what what else would it be called? Liquor store. You, I mean, some do are they, liquor store. Do they stores. only sell beer there? Some only sell beers. Beers That's and weird. like spirits, yeah. So or wait, beers wait, and uh, ciders, sorry. Beer, beers and spirits. <laughs> beers and ciders, sorry. Huh. Hang on, wait, wait. Can you pronounce that one more time? The apple one? Cider. Q, what would you call an apple-flavored alcoholic? Don't don't ask Q. (laughs) Well, we got to do everyone. A hard cider. Okay, Joe, how would you pronounce that same word? Cider. I don't know cider. I I tried to. I I don't speak American. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like cider. That like makes me feel like that's like the title of someone who puts siding on a house or something. It's cider. They are ciders. I mean, nothing against you guys, but it just all sounds. There was a poll, Isha. You lost the poll. Yeah, but the poll was like geared towards Minnesotans. What do you mean? You shared it on yours and said, "Hey, I need help here, guys," and I just left it alone. I still think there's a Minnesota bias there, but anyway. Oh my goodness. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the central division and how they're going to compete there before we hit on just a couple uh, NHL topics before wrapping up the show. And I would say Joe and Q, Q, you can just guess and check if you don't feel comfortable with actual answers, but I'm just going to name teams that are in this division and you tell me who's better between them and the wild. First one, Arizona Coyotes. Can I phone a friend? (laughs) 
No phony friend. Pick one. Uh, Arizona Coyotes are a lock for first pick next year. So after <laughs> uh, next year, no, yeah. them and Buffalo are going to battle for it. True. Well, if Buffalo way, doesn't trade, way, I stop confusing Q. Okay. <laughs> if Buffalo doesn't trade Ico now that I know he plays played for them, <laughs> is he still? Oh yeah, there? you thought St. Louis because they both were in blue in yellow. He confused him with O'Reilly. It's okay. I'm okay. way up there with him. All right, so Q doesn't seem to have an opinion between Arizona and Minnesota. I think Minnesota. If I okay. had to put money on it, it's in Minnesota. Wild. All right, Nashville Predators. Wild. Uneasy. I don't know. Okay, so Q has low confidence this year in the wild. That's fair. <laughs> um, next one, St. Louis Blues, who do not have Eichel. <laughs> if the wild get Eichel, I think they'll end up higher. No, no, no. Right now. Assume they have Kaprizov. I don't know. Assuming we have Kaprizov, I'm going to slightly give it to the Wild. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as Joe there, too. Okay. Chicago Blackhawks. Blackhawks. Ooh, that may be a hot take there, because I'd say they're they're really they're on kind of the same level, I'd say. Blackhawks. Blackhawks, not even close. Oh, really? I don't, I don't know about I, that, but black, I'm taking Blackhawks, too. <laughs> goaltending, boys. Goaltending. I think it's close enough, and it's, I'm tired of It's so much you. more than goaltending. The Blackhawks were a great team last year, and now they're getting back their two top centers. They uh, weren't a great team uh, last year. He they sounds were, just like me. They were, <laughs> yeah, you, they, you guys look similar too. I wonder. I wonder why. They're. Um, DNA. Yes, because we always agree. We both love the Penguins and the Flyers somehow. Which is I, unbelievable, by the way. Sibling rivalry to the max. There, Penguins and Flyers. It's, that's it's not unreal. really much of a rivalry, in fairness. What What do you mean there? Like their family. How many Christmases? cups have you won? <laughs> Q, you don't even need it to vouch matter. for it. It's happening right now. <laughs> of course. All right. So um, Blackhawks <laughs> was a toss-up. I guess Nashville somehow was because Quali seems to think that Nashville is better than Chicago. Isha, you I have do. a teammate. Look who he is. <laughs> I'll, side, uh, <laughs> I'll side with the wild on that one. But Chicago, I'm not as I'm not as bullish on as, as you boys are. Okay. I, I think that I think they're up there, but I I don't think they've proven anything yet, especially last year. Like really, I don't know. But if you're basing it off of last year again, keep in mind they had no Taves, no Doc. They still may not have Taves. Okay, they have Doc. <laughs> they now have Doc. They went, they from, they went from Keith Jones. to Seth Jones, which as bad as that contract is, it's an improvement this year. Again, I want to see them play. I'm not as bullish, but they are a good team. All right, I'll give all right. You that. next one then. Fair. fair. Winnipeg Jets. Q, you're first. Jets. Jets, no question. Yeah, Jets. that's a sweep around. Okay, Dallas Stars. Q. Stars. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go, yeah, Joe. and then go Avalanche. And then, yeah. <laughs> okay, <he> knows, <laughs> so Q, Q has Q's cracked the code his phone. to how I'm doing this. He knows what order I'm going, and it's how Q's I looking write at them. his phone. <laughs> Yeah, I so Dallas, Dallas. I see Dallas the same way. I think that uh, Isha sees the Blackhawks. I need, I need to see something out of them. I mean, again, last year they should have been way better too. And look at what they did. I mean, they had injuries. They had Sagan they, didn't play a fucking game. They did, but right. they still have so many big names on that roster. And there's no, I, I I'm gonna give it to Dallas because I do assume that they're gonna come out and be a lot better than they were last year. But they, ooh, so Joe, Jets, Jets are stars. Jets. See, I'm stars, but I, I think they're right in that 2-3 tier. It's one of those things, too. It's like, yeah, again, on paper, healthy roster, I'm picking the stars. But if the stars Ooh. lose any of their heavy hitters again, the Wild could could slightly edge that. Blackhawks I mean, are stars. 
Oh, that's see, that's I want I want people to that below because that one's a good one. Um, I'm going with that. Uh, that's a hard one, but I'm I'm picking I'm picking stars. But again, this is assuming that both of these rosters on paper are healthy. If the stars loses one of their big hitters, then uh, it's going to be hard to say. But I, I'm picking stars. And then yeah, I I <laughs> it's super tough. If we can assume that both teams are straight healthy, this is probably the toughest decision I've had to make today. Um, but just to be different, I think I might lean towards the Blackhawks. Q has added something to the chat. It says Dallas has a lower vaction percentage. I don't know if that means vacation. I don't know. Maybe that means vaccination. vaccination. Q, can you elaborate? <laughs> well, it's got to be vacation. Yeah, they don't get I, vacation. Honestly, that's where my head went first was vacation. I'm like, why is there a vacation percentage? What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You don't think, know? I, you I dropped think... that comment in the private chat, then you followed up with, I don't know. Food for thought. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. We need to move out of wild talk right now. Based on that verdict, I think we're all kind of in a similar sphere where the wild are going to end up somewhere in that four to six range. Is that safe to say? Out of the eight teams in the division? They're going to be trying for a wild card spot and a well-deserved wild card spot because this is a hell of a division. Yeah, I mean, look, I feel like we always have a chance for a wild card. Like, I like that. Like, that's how Minnesota Wild fans have been conditioned. I mean, when I look for tickets, I'm like, I do want one of those later games because I think it's going to matter. I think it's going to be a race for the wild card, and it's fun to go to those games. So, mm-hmm. look, the Vancouver Canucks—they're going to be gifted a playoff spot. The Minnesota Wild—they're going to have to work for one. So, it's it's going to be a fun year. Uh, to say the least. Um, talk about a little bit of NHL news before we wrap things up. The you guys Arizona... didn't ask about Colorado. Yeah, oh, because we that's, just, we're just not no, having no, that I'm conversation. I don't think I was like, oh, and then you're going to ask about the avalanche, and that's avalanche. I'm like, yeah, we <laughs> yep. just can skip past that. I know. I'm just kidding. But I, may, I heard, look, I heard look, what will good. be funny is maybe the Wild and them might like split it just because like they're they're a rivalry. We can say that. And they, they had their number lat, like last year a little bit. Um, but anyways, I think, yeah, obviously the, the Avalanche are the better team, but I think with just the unique rivalry they have with the Wild and how the Wild have actually found success playing them, it, it might be closer than, than what we think uh, when, when push comes to shove on the ice just because it, it's a fun, it's a fun uh, in-season series to watch anyways. Yeah, it's always a fun game to go to, and like they do normally show up. And like I feel like the Wild do show up for like some of the tougher teams more often than other teams maybe. Like it, it's always a competition so yes sir uh awesome. as we transition into nhl talk want to give a reminder to everyone there is a location to check into on untapped whether you're listening to the podcast or just feel like you're in the soda pod state of mind feel free to check into the soda pod as you're rating the delicious beers you're drinking i'm literally might doing even it right them. now i'm literally oh, doing it right now i on my don't new believe phone. you Look at, at all. Install. Look at that. We'll so see. I have a question. At the soda when pod. I'm on Untapped yeah. and I'm checking in my beer, how do I see the you soda pod? Click location and then okay. you type in soda pod and search awesome. or the oh. soda pod. Even soda might get you there. We'll see. Good, good to know. Um, yeah, a couple, a couple NHL topics we want to hit on quick before signing off here. 
man, the Arizona Coyotes, formerly the Phoenix Coyotes, they just can't catch a break from what what was it now? I guess it was like seven years ago to to potentially being the new Seattle Kraken. You know, the the trucks idling with all the gear ready to move that franchise to them painfully extending into today where the city of Glendale is actually terminating their lease on the rink and whole, you know, event center where the Phoenix Coyotes play. What, what the fuck is the name of it again? Cause it, it changed in, in recent Gila years. river arena. There it is. So moving forward, if the Arizona Coyotes want to stay in the great state of Arizona, they're going to have to find another rink. And it's funny now seeing, I shouldn't say it's funny because we do have friends in Arizona who support the hell out of uh, the, the coyotes and, and a lot of content creators and beat writers out there too, that I'm really close with. And it just, it just sucks. That this is a never ending cycle from internal drama to again, location issues to them just being one of the teams that don't generate any revenue due to just how the franchise <laughs> has been run the last decade. It, it, it just really sucks. And this, some of the proposed rinks and where they'll have to move are Bush league boys. Like these are like senior hockey Bush league rinks. Um, Hobby, do you want to elaborate a little bit as I'm sure you're, you've been plugged into this story. I mean, it's just hilarious that it's reached the point where I know there was a point where there was debate over whether or not the coyotes would move and find a new rink, build something in Scottsdale, just go somewhere better for the team. But it's reached the point where, the team is not profitable enough for the arena. They're like, yeah, we'll just bring in some shitty concerts or whatever. Like we do not want your games because we're losing money. Well, concerts make money. Like big names come through big arenas. That's a big arena. Like, look boys, it's a Canadian market. So it thrives, but the Calgary flames arena, the saddle dome is a piece of shit. Like it's garbage. I'm so, I'm so excited that they're going to build a new arena, but because it was the flames, obviously they made money there, but the saddle dome as shitty as it was for acoustics they'd have big name concerts come come through because it could seat that many people and it was a terrible arena it was old it was dated the fact that arizona recognizes that look our arena is actually pretty awesome and we can bring in concerts and events and whatnot and actually some of the small businesses around in that complex can profit as a result but we can't do that with your hockey team i mean that's that's an embarrassment yep the thing that sucks about this though is there's not there's, there's no other realistic arena that they can move to. Um and are they is the city is there an investor is there an owner who's going to invest in building an arena in Scottsdale and where the hell are they going to play in the meantime? What what really is a big bummer is I I go down to that area a lot. The the rink already is in probably the most perfect location it can be. It's connected to what's called the Westgate Entertainment Area. And aside from all the people who, there are some people down there who go to watch hockey games. I do think that because games are so cheap, they pull in such a crowd that just wants to go and have a good night in that area. And it's like, yeah, let's go to a Coyotes game. Let's go and drink a beer at one of the tons of bars down there. And it's just in a great area. It's right next to the Cardinal Stadium. It's it's already almost kind of in the perfect area. So if they're not, able to do it there i don't see how they're gonna be able to do it anywhere in the phoenix area i'd i'd argue i guess joe because i'm with you i think it's a cool area and it's great for a tourist or people that are visiting like you and me like that's the area we want to go to q you are permitted to go pee real quick (laughs) 
Uh, it's one of those areas, though, that's like not all that accessible unless you live like right there in the vicinity. It's just not a population dense area compared to like actually going in Scottsdale or being in the heart of Phoenix. Like it, you have to travel a little bit to get there. So why can't they share? Glendale, Glendale Peoria is just as populated as Scottsdale. I, that's just what I've heard, man. So, I, I'm yeah. not. Not one of those math magicians, okay? So, so why do you why do you th- why do you think they can't share with uh with like with with the with the Suns? You know, much like the LA Kings do with the Lakers and and whatnot. Like what what? It's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, but what's what's withholding that work if they're gonna lose their potentially their franchise because of arena issues? Like, but in your opinion, I, like, I why I hasn't know. that why hasn't that worked? up until now like i know we don't really hard facts but just spitballing here what are some i mean why, why are the grizzlies in memphis instead of vancouver when yeah, they could have shared I, arena space with the canucks shut I don't know. the fuck up i have answers for that i'm not getting into <laughs> it right now that i like you want to fucking trigger me you talk about that because this is bullshit <laughs> and it's on most of the players for not recognizing how dope of a placement and i'm not gonna oh, he stopped he stopped because q sat down q did not expect to come back to a basketball conversation Holy crap. Fuck Memphis. Anyway. <laughs> Lisha, any, anything else you want to talk about on the NHL front before we get some delightful sound bites from these gentlemen talking about the NFL? I'm just pissed now, so we can <laughs> we can move on. All right, moving well, along. Joe, what do you have? <laughs> well, what I was going to say about this whole Arizona thing is, is the two sports that are playing in downtown Phoenix are the Suns and the Diamondbacks. The Suns and the Diamondbacks are like the number one teams in Arizona, not including the NFL. The NFL is going to be prosperous wherever they go. Um, I don't think downtown is going to drive people enough in that area to want to go to a hockey game. Again, I think it's a great idea, and budget-wise, it would probably be smart to look into. I just don't think downtown Phoenix is where they're going to get people interested in going to games. Is No, fair enough. I think they're going to make more trying to find a way to put an arena in Scottsdale or working, you know, again, working with somebody. Maybe you get ASU to jump in and say, like, hey, we'll put something because Scottsdale is right next to um, like Mesa and everything where ASU is. Maybe you talk to ASU and say, hey, let's, let's work together and build something sweet so that or renovate, you, know, yeah. you guys can play at or whatever it is. I don't know. Renovate, There's a lot of add, ideas. Yeah, that... Add some more seating. I mean, that could be huge. Cause I mean, they just hit division one and they're, they're killing it right now. Yep. And you're, and you're talking to a guy, my, my girlfriend's family lives there and I don't want to see the coyotes go because we go so often and I love to go and find $10 seats and be able to go to games as much as I can. But, um, so yeah, I'd love them to figure it out and be able to stay. Joe, if they move though, you think it's Houston or Quebec City? What what's where are they going if they do move? Probably Houston. Just Miami. that's what I'm thinking. Miami. Just, Dude, it's the, just bigger. the Panthers are going to go to Miami first. <laughs> no, they clearly are not. They've been told to do that for well, years. Look, the owner's so rich, he doesn't give a fuck. So that's just like right. an enigma because he just covers the losses. But Houston, I think, would be an amazing market. I really do. Yep. All right, Hoppy, I'm done with hockey talk. Let's talk some NFL. It's so rattled over a basketball team. I'm so team. fucking Holy pissed shit. right now. You have no idea. Okay, moving on then. Let's let's talk a little football so that Q feels more welcome in the conversation. Um, First, I don't know if you or Joe know, because you both admit that you're not on Twitter very much. A rivalry has grown out of nowhere with a non-divisional like divisional opponent. 
Do either of you know which team I'm talking about? And I'm sorry, we're we're on the, the NFL right on the now. NFL. Right? So the Vikings have a new rival. Uh, apparently, according to Twitter, I don't think either team knows or cares, but the fans on Twitter are very much at each other's throats. Okay, just give me a couple seconds here to kind of think and brainstorm. Joe, you need to get back Seahawks. on Twitter. I never it was really, never really on. on. Yeah. I use it to message you when I miss I you. You like message me. I think the last one was like, hey, lucky logger. <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah. right. That was, and then four months later, here he is. Yeah. <laughs> Guilty. All right. So no guess. Uh, just just I gotta I gotta take one crack at it and it's and I'm gonna go with this because we play them every year. I'm gonna go with Seattle. No, because no, that is kind of a rivalry. No, Seattle. You'll be shocked to hear because Q you don't have a guess, right? I said Seahawks when Joe was talking. Oh, that's but, so yeah. funny. That's my team, by the, the way. The Los Angeles Chargers. Here's why. <laughs> yes, Joe, here's why. Apparently there is <laughs> There's there is a big battle among which quarterback receiver tandem is better, Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson, or Justin oh, Herbert one. and Keenan Allen. Now this has all come about because of the because whether he didn't Herbert get the rookie of the year. Yes, because he didn't that's get rookie so, of the year. That's not a rivalry, oh Joe. My. You're in Minnesota. You should and, know. And that Joe, this you're is not on Twitter, works. so you don't know. You can't comment. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't get it. But so, first and foremost, we I don't even care about the rookie debate because god damn is that boring. Do you oh, the people that were getting upset about Kaprizov missing one vote. Shut up. Anyways, <laughs> let, let's just talk about Donkeys. it realistically here though. Which tandem would you rather have on your NFL team? Not fantasy, just your NFL team, which two do you want? Q, you uh, look like you're about to poop yourself, so you go first. I I mean, I don't love cousins, so <laughs> I'd go the other route. <laughs> now, is that for football reasons or for non-football reasons? Uh, mostly football reasons. Okay. He doesn't know the like, non-football reasons. <laughs> no, not. I know the non. Like, I know one non-football reason, but like the only thing funny is like when he's in Washington and he's got that YouTube video of him screaming at halftime, "Let's go!" and like that's oh, funny. That's... So I was like all pumped when he got here, but since because he's of been one here, video, because of Instagram, yeah. yeah, and like I don't know, in Washington he aired it out more. I feel like I just don't feel like the deep threats like he doesn't i don't know it's not there anymore but uh i mean he was funny when he was on pardon my take and like they like give that was crap. a great interview that was a great interview and then he's, he's like you realize you wear socks with your sandals he's like i was just leaving the house dude it was convenient i don't care so like <laughs> i mean that made me like him more as a person but i still don't like him as an nfl quarterback all right so q is saying emphatically chargers joe what's your thought I, I couldn't agree more, and I'll give my reasoning here. The the people of Minnesota don't have my address through this, right? <laughs> so what I'm going to say Not is yet. those yeah. growl, growlers are going to break tonight. <laughs> so what I'm going to say is this. Who would you rather have, Herbert or Cousins? Herbert. This year, I, though. This year. Not long term. This year. Herbert. Still. <laughs> hands down. And who would you rather have this year? Keenan Allen. I, I think a lot of I don't like, agree. I think a lot of so hear me out. It's it's all about and you know they they say this in fantasy and everything like landing spot is great and everything, but it's all about the opportunity. I I think there are so many receivers in this league that if they're in the same spot as Justin Jefferson, would put up the same numbers. I I would rather long term have the quarterback 
Justin Herbert is already better than Cousins and is young, you're going to be able to go and get your next Just, Justin Jefferson in the draft next year. Oh, you know, Isha, we're, we're gonna we're gonna get so many views off of this because people are gonna want to murder us. I love, <laughs> I love it. it. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here. I think that Justin Herbert, flash in the pan, rookie season. Every time we see this with a rookie quarterback, teams are spending this offseason figuring out how do we stop this motherfucker. And guess what? They're probably going to. Keenan Allen, he is certainly a better receiver than team like than a lot of fans give him credit for. Justin Jefferson, that rookie season is not a fluke for a wide receiver. That was beyond anything I could have imagined. Philadelphia Eagles fans must just hate themselves because the guy they drafted ahead of him might not even really do anything this year. Like he's questionable to be in the lineup or not. Uh, I think Justin Jefferson is a special talent. And Kirk Cousins, I don't think he's the elite quarterback that a lot of Vikings fans build him up to be. But I think that he is serviceable if you give him any kind of time in the pocket, which early in his career with the Vikings was not the case. So I, this year, I'd rather have the Cousins and Jefferson combo, but long-term, a lot of upside in Herbert, and I don't care what quarter receiver you throw in there to replace him. Oh, God, what's that creature? <laughs> He's got pants on. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first. Bane. Bane energy. Nope. We actually um, couldn't see whether or not he had pants on, so I'm glad you said that. Yeah. And usually, usually this is where I try to find a way to argue out of what you just said, but I totally agree with you. And one thing that I I didn't think of is is we have seen this before with rookie quarterbacks, right? Like defensive coordinators have had all offseason to think how do we stop this guy? And they're probably gonna do it because that's what the records show. If if Herbert you know, continues and can put up the same numbers he did last year and continue to grow, though, there's I, – I would hands down take that tandem. Sure. And but Q, you did we'll, bring up a good point. We'll, we'll, wow. We need to clip that forever. Um, Q, <laughs> I'm going to ask you first. Makes. <laughs> we, we have 17 games this year, not the standard 16 like we used to have. I heard that. Vikings over under is literally right down the middle of that. Eight and a half. Are they over or under this year on wins queue? I would like to say over since I'm going to take Dalvin Cook as my first round pick. Okay, fair enough. Joe, what do you think? And I'm going to say over. I have them. My guess um, is going to be 10 and 7. Wow. I'll take the under on Joe's prediction. <laughs> yeah, 10 and 7. By the way, for our 140 BC listeners, shout out Amar Doman the new uh, owner of the British Columbia Lions. You're going to break this. And uh, <laughs> shout out to Ross, his team. I'm pretty sure his team's the the Rough Riders. If not, then I'm sorry. But uh, they just tuned the Lions over the weekend. We're only one and three or one and two in our first three All games. right. No one knows what you're talking I about. I said There's 140. A was 146 BC listeners of our podcast. Joe we'll and appreciate Q. That. Kirk Cousins discussion, because I know you both are probably with me that he falls somewhere in the middle. You have to pick. He's either a top 10 quarterback in the NFL or a bottom 10 quarterback in the NFL. There is no middle ground. Q, is he top 10 or bottom 10? How many total quarter, Like 32. I can even answer this one. Of just starters? Got it. Yeah, just um, starters. We're basing it off of QBR or what? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, do you think that they are a top 10 quarterback in the league or bottom 10 quarterback in the league? Which are you more inclined towards? Because it seems like on Twitter, everyone either thinks that he is yeah. the godsend for the Vikings or that he is absolute trash, which 
I don't I mean, agree with. I, I just like want to hear you both fight for one of the sides. He's not a Got godsend. I, I'll say even that much from a casual NFL uh, <laughs> watcher here. Isha, what number does he wear? Um, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you. Yeah. I feel like he's a middle of the ground guy, so that makes that's it not hard. An like he literally Cute. works. That literally hard is not an option. Be that guy. That, this was designed so you couldn't. I'm pick cutting that. all is of that out. Is he awesome or does he suck? <laughs> no shit, he sucks. Bottom <laughs> <point>. <laughs> yes. No reason. Clearly, Joe, you go ahead next. This I have is lots of hurting my brain. So, so I do, you know, again, agree with Quali in saying that he is middle of the ground. But if I have to choose, I'm him done, saying I'm he sucks. Okay, <laughs> him, him saying he sucks. I'm gonna go with he's, he's got a heart of gold. Though. I'm gonna go with he's top ten, and I'm gonna say that because uh, listening to some fantasy football podcasts, he crawled into number eleven last year in fantasy. He's the number eleven quarterback in the league, and he's a quarterback for a run first team. He's not gonna put the stats up of yeah, but isn't there? You know, a reason? He's not gonna put up the yards and everything being a, a quarterback of a run first team. Um, and I guess that's my argument. <laughs> it's eight, by the way. I mean, yeah. there was games last year. Use of the where, internet. Like, there was games last year where we have like eight passes, like in the first half, and it's like, I mean, there's a. Dis- I yes, feel like you. there are no stats to support this. This is just because he paid attention for eight of the throws that occurred in the first half. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, I don't, I don't, I don't have a stat sheet in front. Of me. That's a good cop. Well, I think, I think this league too is also getting more into like. Uh, years ago, it used to be like the mobile quarterbacks would never turn into anything in the NFL and everything. And I think we're slowly starting to seeing more of these kids come out of college who are more known for being mobile quarterbacks, having a lot of success in the NFL. And I think the NFL is starting to switch. And I think that is something that hurts Cousins. He's obviously not a mobile quarterback. He's a pocket passer. And, um, you know, I think that with the the new shift in the game, it's these mobile guys. So, like Jalen Hurts is probably going to have a big year. Uh, Kyler Murray, you know, all yeah, these guys I mean, you who are mobile, mobile for fantasy, but yeah, for sure. Clearly, Brady shows that non-mobile can still win Super Bowl. So. Oh man, watching him run is like the <laughs> highlight of football season. Um, but okay, we we've gotten through the Viking stuff. Last piece here, then, so that Isha we can sign off and we can transition into. What's already shaping up to be just an incredible round of make good choices. Again, yeah, I'm already pretty buzzed. Inspired by Q's awful, awful yeah. beer suggestion that he gave me from two of my favorite breweries. So it kind of hurt me. But uh, I want to ask you both now uh, a little background for everyone. I have run a fantasy football league that we actually transitioned into a keeper league starting uh, my bachelor party weekend, which was Labor Day, what, three years ago now, guys? Yeah. I should probably know that. Laura, don't listen. Um, but you get to keep the player in the round they were selected and each year they lose a round that they were drafted. So if you took a guy in the 10th round, the next year, they're nine, the next year, they're eight, the next year, they're seven, so on and so forth. And we each get three keepers at most. I want Joe and Q to make an argument for why they have the best keepers in our fantasy league. Q, we'll let you go first. Well, I drafted Miles Sanders in the sixth round two years ago. So this year, he's my fourth round keeper. Drafting second spot allows me to keep him super late in the fourth. I feel like he's a good value for late in the fourth. He actually knows numbers. Okay. Um, yeah, I had to do it like in my head like eight times before I like texted you. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I want to make sure it's late and not early. Because I, I, I kind of have all my keepers the same way. So then like I was really excited when I saw T. Higgins – 
was drafted round 14 last year. And then Hoppy informed me that I did not draft him. Somebody else did. So in our <laughs> league, when you are not the person that drafted them. If you pick them up off of waivers, they are automatically the eight. Yep. So that was, I mean, I lost a lot of value that I thought I had there. I thought it was seven. No, eight. Eight. That doesn't go up each year, Joe. Who does seven um, like down. this, too? <laughs> That's seven fingers. How do you do no. seven, Isha? Like, oh, hang well, on. You just, you just had to watch your hands as you did it. Like you were I had sure. eight first, well, and then I just fingers might be hurt down. for mountain biking. <laughs> hey, you know what, Isha? This is three in stop. Germany, so. Just stop. Really? <laughs> All right. Anyways, Q, you had Higgins in the eighth, and then the last one, of course, we have, uh, I'm so pissed at you for this one, Alan. by the way, Josh yeah, Allen. You, yeah, you were pissed last year when I drafted him. So I was, like was because I, he was falling right to me. You and I yep. were the only ones that hadn't taken a quarterback, and I'm like, I can wait. I can be yep. greedy. I can get him in a later round, and you were the last person to pick before me, and you took Josh Allen, and I wanted to punch you in the mouth. <laughs> Not only was I happy with his output last year, but I'm also happy to keep him as a keeper. So I love I lo- Josh Allen. I do too. I want to watch. Joe knows our dad's uh, high school running back when they won a state championship was actually his and Carson Wentz's coach. So that's always I fun. I even know that. Um, Joe, let's hear your keepers and why you think they're better than Q's. Shout out Craig Bowl. Um, hey, anyway, yeah. So um, I will say this. So I'm not attacking qualities, but just to give people a little bit of. Uh, you know, sense on that. Miles Sanders is probably going in the fourth or fifth round. So again, it's a great guy to keep there, but that's about where he's being drafted right now. So again, not like value. It's good to keep him, but not necessarily value. Value comes in my team where you have a guy like Darren Waller. I'm keeping him in either the 14th or 15th this year, and he's going in about the fifth round in in drafts so far. Um, And then Patrick Mahomes, who I'm keeping in the 12th. Cause I drafted him in like the 15th as rookie year or whatever it was. So uh, just those two players alone, I think just kind of gives me the edge on not only just having good players, but the value that you're getting out of keeping them where you're keeping them. Um, and then my last keeper is going to be Damian Harris. Who's a running back. Who's going in about the ninth, 10th round. Um, and I'm keeping him in the 15th cause I took him in the 16th last year. So um, I'm not, I'm not necessarily like, Super excited on Damian Harris. I don't think he's just going to have this breakout year, but keeping him in the 15th when people are drafting him in the 10th is just a – it's a good guy to, you know, hope takes off yeah. and has a good year. you can year. keep so, him next year for the 14th. Um, the, and the big thing that I do like about um, probably my – it's hard to not say that Patrick Mahomes is my favorite keeper, but what I really do like is in drafts that I do with other leagues where you do redrafts, I hate trying to decide, like, when is a good time to take a tight end? Um, Having a really good tight end as a keeper in a late round just allows me to focus on the skill positions of wide receiver, running back, um, and just focus on those positions rather than worry about – because it's the same thing with QB, I think, too. Like, God, when – is it too early to take QB? If I wait, will I not get my guy? I like having the positions I have as keeper because I can really just focus my draft on running back wide receiver. That makes sense. It's a good strategy. My whole thing with like, yeah, he's going in the fourth and some for my miles, but like 
are keepers. Like I feel like everybody keeps at least one running back. A lot keep two. There's, so I, I well, just and and to your defense too, Q, because there's a lot of players that are in those first four rounds that are on people's keeper list. He really becomes probably a third round pick in what right. we would do this year. So yeah. if you like him and he's I mean, your guy, you keep him in the fourth. If you're like me and you're not a fan of Miles Sanders, right. then you don't. I and, definitely and, had and a couple of Sundays last year where like I got super excited based on you know seeing like a 26 next to his name. So yeah. He had a couple big ones for sure. Yeah, and I, I like that. Like, so I, I'm happy with him. And also it's a segment you created, not me. So I'm not uh, Joe had a stack team last year. Like I remember playing him on Christmas Day and being like, this is not fair. <laughs> no, and that's what I did. I gave up a lot of future keepers because I had guys like Justin Jefferson. I had guys like J.K. Dobbins. I, I have my two set keepers in Waller and Mahomes. I'm keeping them every year, which only gives me one spot. So I traded a lot of those guys for Dalvin Cook, for, you know, um, whoever I took from you, Scott. Oh, Thielen. I got Thielen out of you, Scotty. And, you know, I just traded hey, I'm some okay of that with who I got for it. To, to get me a championship last year. So the big and money. <laughs> trading trading Thielen got me J.K. Dobbins in the seventh round. And, and I have a feeling fucking time. I, I was kind of surprised to hear that Quali wanted to draft Cook when the person who really did damage to Quali last year was a little guy named Alvin Kamara. Yeah, who had passed him last year? And that was a Jesus huge Christ, mistake. Joe, was that forty plus points? <laughs> he, he yeah, on Christmas seven. it was like forty eight yeah. or something. There yeah. was one point where like he had more points than my team. Yep, <laughs> and it was like three in the afternoon. Yep. All right. Well, that was fun. Maybe we'll throw that out there and get a vote on who has the better keepers. Um, Isha, you're clearly bored talking about football. Give your give your last CFL plug, and well, we can sign off here and go in to make. I was gonna choice. I was gonna make an uh, an untap plug because I got my newbie badge while you guys were going off. Uh, but NFL. Oh, you got a badge? That's cute. I know. I, I didn't like share it on social media, but I, I tagged my. <laughs> Say that louder, Q. <laughs> I said that's cute. I got like eight thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've had the I've had I the app for twenty five minutes. <laughs> Um, I tagged the the waypoint hazy pale ale. Love it. Got a picture up there. Got my first badge. Got a tag at the what, soda what, pod. What's your tag? What's your handle? At VS Sports Talk, just like my Twitter handle. Okay, you don't have to add me like mid podcast. Thank you. Okay, I saw. I saw your badges. Okay, I can't Jesus. find it. It's not there. It doesn't show badges. I'm just showing that I've checked in 373 years. Right, well, tonight I'm gonna go ham and uh, I'm gonna checking all the beers um (laughs) last cfl update uh we got to bring ross back on soon and him and i can just hash it out like you guys just did nfl style but we'll do it cfl style as he's the only american i've met to this day who is just as much or more of a cfl fan than i am so beautiful have him back on and talk about that while i'm in hawaii there you go that's perfect that's perfect like he brought me on his show to talk wild we talked just as much cfl i love it joe joe is already tuned out just because I mentioned CFL. I do think CFL is cool <laughs> in the aspect that you can run like behind the line of scrimmage before the ball snapped, right? Man, yeah. There's a there's a bunch of other funky rules. In 20-yard in Dude, there's so many funky rules, and some of them like we forget until it just happens. Like I think the first – I forget exactly what situation it was, but last year like or the year before, before COVID, like there was one situation that occurred, and it hadn't happened since like the fucking 70s. Like, and people are like, how is this still a rule? Like, it, it, it's funny. I'll actually, you know, for one of these soda pods, I'll bring the, like the, the most out there rules of the CFL 
uh, in comparison to the NFL. And I'll give a uh, hope you'll have a good laugh about that. But anyways, uh, great show, gentlemen. I'm um, excited to, uh, well, to jump on another recording right after this and bank some more content. And thank you for those tuning in on Google, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Folks, the best thing you do for us this week, any week, is to give us five stars and a kind review on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Hell, even if the review isn't kind, tell us your Vikings hot takes. Tell us your wild hot takes. If you have any entries for Make Good Choices, we want to hear those as well. If you comment something and give us five stars, it just helps us out and boosts us on the chartable rankings. If you're jonesing for more hockey content, go check us out, thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. And on your app, please download the episode before you listen as it just helps our business. You can follow myself, again, at VI Sports Tech on on. VI Sports Talk on Untapped. Um, I, I'm I'm not on Instagram, so don't even try there. But I am on Twitter. You can follow the Soda Pod at the Soda Pod, and you follow the Hockey Podcast Network at Hockey Pod Net. Hoppy, where can they find you? You can find me at State of Hoppy. Most now I know places. Joe and and Q. They're not super active on Twitter, but what I will say about Joe's uh, profile picture, you can find Joe at seven three nine two West <laughs> Avenue Boulevard. No, no, I, I wanted to give a shout out to uh, to the amazing graphic designer who uh, who made Joe's uh, profile picture because the man bear pig, though Joe's not active on Twitter, is uh, is unbelievable. So, Q, your profile picture is I too. You know, Laura made no, that. No, right? I know. That's why I'm saying I'm giving a shout out. Oh. You didn't give a shout out, though. You just said that it was well, a I was great hoping picture. one of you, you, didn't I was hoping one of you would it. jump on it, but you did. So there you go. Wow. All right. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> Hobby's been crushing on TikTok. Go check him out. Uh, this has been a fun episode, boys. Excited to bring you guys back on. Excited uh, for all the Make Good Choices segments that all the listeners will hear featuring Q as always and Joe in the coming week. Signing off, I'm Isha Dromi alongside Joe Q and the state of Hoppy. This has been the Soda Pod presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. We good, boys? We're good. We good. Don't fear, just drink some beer and stay wild.